From the University of Bristol, you are listening to Research Frontiers. Hello, and welcome to Research Frontiers, a podcast series from the University of Bristol. I'm your host, Ruby Lotlovinia, and throughout this series, I'll be joined by a collection of Bristol's thought leaders, taking a deep dive into the research at the university, which is changing the world and enriching the education of students who study here. Our contributors will include some of the university's most inspiring minds and the students who learn from them. Throughout these conversations, we'll uncover the transformative power of research, both on our society and in solving global challenges, as well as in the future education of students. In this episode, we'll be shifting the parameters of our day-to-day lives, and all it will take is one podcast. Virtual and augmented reality is the method, and we are joined by the perfect guide, Dr. Paul Clark. Welcome, Paul. Hi, yeah, thanks for having me. Great to have you on. We'd like to begin by asking a bit about your areas of research and projects you've been involved with. Let's start with the Future Places Toolkit. Could you give us some background on what led to its development? Future Places Toolkit is an augmented reality engagement activity for planning consultation, neighbourhood visioning and participatory architectural design. But I think in order to introduce it, I probably need to go back to a performance called Billennium, which I made with the theatre company that I direct called Uninvited Guests. Uh, And we made Billennium, um, which is an augmented reality performance for the Layered Realities platform. To explain what that was, uh, the Layered Realities platform was a a 5G platform that was uh, curated by Watershed uh, and the pervasive media studio at Watershed and the Smart Internet Lab. And the idea was to uh, make creative artworks that would demonstrate the potential and possibilities of 5G technologies. For that, we made uh, an augmented reality performance called Billennium. And Billennium is a guided tour of the future of your place. So in Billennium, you get taken to uh, a couple of different locations of science fiction stories. And those are science fiction stories that are site-specific, are written specifically for the place. And one of them is a very utopian future, a sort of solar punk future for your place. Uh, And the other is a dystopian future, a kind of drowned world. And in each of those locations, your guide describes the, the science fiction story. And as your guide is describing the future, you see drawings, animated drawings of that future in augmented reality uh, appear around you. When they hear the science fiction story, they're able to look around the future that we've imagined and see it appear. So they see the, the science fiction future appear layered on to the contemporary buildings using augmented reality. And at the end of uh, Billennium, uh, you get taken to a third location. And in that location, we invite you to imagine your own future for the place. And as the group that are on the tour start to describe this place, start to kind of build a world together, uh, we ask them to look through their mobile devices their devices that allow them to see into the future, and they see that the future that they're describing is being drawn around them. So it's appearing in augmented reality around them, and they get to explore this future in this augmented reality scene that's layered onto the contemporary place. 
they also get to hear the future that they've imagined. So there's an artist who's listening in remotely and drawing in augmented reality what the group described, but there's also a sound designer. And the sound designer is able to imagine the location sound of this future world, this future place, and tries to conjure that up um, using sound effects and support people's imagining. That's Billenium. We showed that first, as I said, at the Layered Realities platform here in Bristol, in Millennium Square, appropriately enough. Then we took that performance on to an art and technology festival in Eindhoven called Stripe. And in each of those places, people told us, you should really think about how you could apply this in a civic context. This would be a really great tool to engage people with planning consultation uh, and to engage people with neighbourhood visioning. So that's where Future Places Toolkit came from. That's really interesting. I mean, the, the toolkit looks like it could answer questions and solve a lot of problems in urban planning really efficiently. Is there anything else like it being used in, in urban planning? So, yeah, there's some, there are some examples of people using augmented reality in architectural design. And there's a couple of examples out there of apps that allow you to see uh, architectural drawings in situ. But there aren't examples out there that allow you to see plans drawn live. And yeah, I would say that the function of Future Places Toolkit is about engaging a range of stakeholders in planning consultation, in thinking about imagining uh, preferred futures, improvements for their neighbourhoods. Let's go back to your kind of beginning. How did you find yourself working in augmented and virtual reality? And what was your path into it all? Well, I'm a performance maker and a theatre lecturer. So it might seem surprising for me to be talking about augmented reality and virtual reality. But for about the last 20 years, well, in fact, over 20 years, the theatre company that I work with have been exploring the intersection between performance and technologies and ways of integrating technologies into performance. In particular, over the last few years, we've become interested in the ways in which technologies can facilitate participation in performance and the co-creation of performance with audience. We're also residents of the Pervasive Media Studio at Watershed. So over a period of time, we've become more and more interested in creative technologies uh, and in ways that we can use creative technologies in performances, ways that we can augment performance. And Millennium is the first time that I've used augmented reality in performance. But prior to working on Billenium, I've worked quite a lot with spatialised sound, with augmented audio. What's the project called? So before working on Billenium and working with visual augmented reality, I worked with uninvited guests on an augmented audio project, which was actually a, a heritage project. Uh, and that was a project called The Lost Palace, which was made for historic royal palaces uh, and that started at, at Banqueting House and took place on the, the streets of Whitehall. So instead of taking you into the future, this is a project that took you into the past. This was a guided tour, an interactive audio tour that explored uh, the past of Whitehall and that used augmented audio. So the idea with that tour was that you would hear history where it happened and you would be immersed in historical scenes, significant events right in the very place where they happened on the contemporary streets of, of Whitehall. The challenge was 
how do you offer people a guided tour of a palace that no longer exists, that burnt down in 1698? So with that tour, you were given a device that was simply a carved piece of wood uh, with a burnt end on it. Uh, and we talked about that as a historical surveillance device. And we put up a number of architectural features from the Palace of Whitehall that burnt down in 1698. And when you touched the blackened end of your device to these blackened architectural features, it would trigger audio and you would be dropped into a historic scene and you might find yourself in a role. You might find yourself, for instance, there as a witness to the secret marriage of Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn, or you might find yourself at the first performance of uh, King Lear in court, or you might find yourself with Henry VIII at his cockfighting pit, experiencing a cockfight happening around you. Uh, and it was all recorded in uh, binaural audio, which is 3D spatial audio. At other points, um, it would act as a historical surveillance device. So, for instance, people would stand pointing their surveillance device towards the wall of the Ministry of Defence. Uh, and as they moved their device around, they would tune in to different moments in history that had happened in the, the palace that once stood on the same site where the Ministry of Defence is today. And we were also interested in conjuring up the acoustics of the spaces, the buildings that once stood there that burnt down. So we tried wherever possible to record in spaces that would have resembled the spaces that, that stood there. So for instance, we recorded in the Great Hall at Hampton Court at night when there were no uh, tourists around, which allowed us to record in a space that would have had a very similar acoustic to the, uh, the Great Hall at the Palace of Whitehall. How would you say the University of Bristol has played into your work? What do you find at Bristol that you might not find elsewhere? So the thing I find exciting about working at Bristol is the potential for interdisciplinary collaboration. So the Immersive Arts course, the MA in Immersive Arts that I'm the programme director of, uh, has been designed in collaboration with Key Cater in engineering, and it will be taught alongside the MSc in Immersive Technologies, Virtual and Augmented Reality. And that's exciting to have been able to design uh, a new program collaboratively with colleagues in engineering, in computer science, and we'll bring together uh, students uh, who have a computer science background, who have a, a creative technology background or a computing background and students coming from a, a creative arts background who, for instance, might be interested in translating their expertise in filmmaking or in theatre making or in creative writing into engaging immersive content for immersive arts, for immersive experiences and the immersive industry. So it's, so it's partly the opportunity to teach in interdisciplinary contexts, but it's also the opportunity to research in interdisciplinary ways. So at the moment, I'm working on a couple of cross-faculty research projects. One of those is called Connecting Through Culture As We Age, which is working with a colleague in Manchester who's in education and also with Key Cater in engineering, other colleagues in engineering. So that project will lead to bringing together older people and creative technologists 
to co-design cultural experiences that connect people, that combat social isolation, cultural experiences that that older people want, hopefully that will engage uh, older audiences who tend not to be uh, thought of so much by those developing digital technologies. I'm also involved in the new Centre for Socio-Digital Futures, which is also a cross-faculty project that brings researchers together from across a wide range of uh, faculties to think in interdisciplinary ways about how we might build people's anticipatory capacity and how we might do participatory thinking uh, about futures, which relates very closely, of course, to Future Places Toolkit. So let's take things back a little bit now. Uh, You mentioned before uninvited guests. It looks like a very creative and playful group. How does it serve as a foundation of what you're currently doing? So Uninvited Guest is a theatre company. We're a theatre company of um, three people, uh, myself, Jessica Hoffman and Richard Dufty. And we've actually been making work together uh, since 1998, so for over 20 years now. And I'm an academic who researches largely through practice. So the research I do tends to be through performance. I tend to think through performance and ask questions that I then explore through performance. So I produce what's called practice as research projects, um, and the outputs are our performances, which get shown publicly. And most of my practice as research is conducted collaboratively with the company Uninvited Guests. Okay, so it's a big part of your kind of research work and how you've come to to a lot of these projects. Yes, I would say almost all of my research projects are carried out in collaboration uh, with uninvited guests. So they tend to be devised collaboratively with the other members of that company and others who we invite in to work with us, like creative technologists. Most recently on Future Places Toolkit, we've been working with creative technologists called Luca Biada and Michela Panagrossi, two Italian creative technologists who go under the name of Fenizzi. And we're now working with a Bristol-based AR and VR company called Zuba. So yes, I work professionally uh, with uninvited guests. My research takes place generally with uninvited guests, I'm usually producing practice as research Uh, that leads to performance outputs, but they get shown publicly around the UK. We tend to tour work around the UK and show work also internationally, including in festivals. And I'm really interested in partnership working. So um, a lot of my research happens in partnership with creative industries and cultural industries, whether those are creative technologists or um, heritage organisations. I'm interested in working in partnership with creative industries. And are you imagining a new wave of development to come from a course such as this? What does innovation in the area of augmented and virtual reality look like? Well, we're certainly hoping that this course, that the Immersive Arts course and also the Immersive Technologies course is is going to lead to to new innovators who are going to come up with ways of applying immersive technologies that we we can't yet imagine. We certainly hope that people might go on to develop new uh, immersive products or, or services or that people might form companies out of the course. 
But yeah, what we're finding is that immersive technologies are being applied across a whole range of sectors. So they're being applied within games, they're being applied in the context of filmmaking, they're being applied in the context of, of theatre. Recently, for instance, we uh, we saw the RSC uh, make a version of Dream that used motion capture and used VR to deliver a version of Midsummer Night's Dream to stream that into your homes. So we're seeing VR applied in in theatre, but we're also seeing VR um, and AR applied, for instance, in simulation. We're seeing it applied in health and, and well-being. I'm exploring applying AR in the context of, of architecture and planning. So there's a whole range of sectors in which um, uh, these new technologies, immersive technologies, are, are being applied. And we're hoping that um, graduates from these programs will go into a range of these, these different sectors and apply their expertise in, in a number of, of quite different contexts. And to tie the MA programme in with your own studies, what are you expecting to see in the future? What's kind of on the horizon for immersive arts and the kind of things you work on? And um, can you predict what's coming? I suppose we've all heard about the metaverse, haven't we? Oh, God. <laughs> Which makes me think about um, someone recently who was wearing a T-shirt that said on it, betterverse which I think is what we should probably hope for. Um, and I think that for me, it's really important to, to intervene. So, um, so we're hearing a lot from big corporations like Facebook um, about immersive technologies. And I suppose for me, I'm, I'm really interested in the kinds of applications that immersive technologies might have that are that are for the people that are that are for good sort of immersive technologies for good if you like rather than the kinds of uh, corporate and commercial uh, applications that that we're currently imagining i'm interested in what the social and uh, civic applications might be of immersive technologies uh, and ways in which we as a university as people working in creative technology as people working in arts contexts can intervene and can offer other possible uses uh, for immersive technologies that are not simply commercial uses. As a theatre maker, I am also you know, excited by the potential for bringing immersive technologies together with theatre to realise impossible and imaginary scenographies and to bring together live performers with virtual avatars um, and to, you know, to start to, to make things possible in, in theatre spaces and in site-specific contexts that, that haven't been previously in ways that we can playfully bring fictions or imagination together with reality and overlay them and explore the, the differences between those, those spaces. Yeah, Great. That's very interesting to look forward to. Going back to Bristol, could you give us some information on the new Immersive Arts MA and what prospective students might expect from it? So what's exciting about the new Immersive Arts MA is in part its interdisciplinarity and that it's taught alongside the MSC Immersive Technologies Virtual and Augmented Reality. And that's quite distinctive. Bristol, I think, is one of the only universities that's offering um, an interdisciplinary programme in that way. Quite often you have the opportunity to study immersive arts and to develop creative content uh, for 
immersive experiences. But you don't necessarily have people studying alongside you who have the technical skills that might be necessary to realise the interactions that you design and to do the uh, the programming that might be necessary to realise these innovative uh, immersive experiences that you're coming up with. So those students will come together in teams with the immersive arts students, hopefully developing engaging creative content, immersive content, whilst the uh, creative technology students, the students on the immersive technologies MSc, will be able to realise those immersive works, will be able to uh, to do the, the necessary coding and programming and 3D design. So that's one of the things that I think is exciting. The Immersive Arts MA is responding really to a particular demand from the immersive industries and from the creative industries. Uh, And that demand is for people with the expertise to work across disciplines, to work in teams that uh, have people in them from science backgrounds and people in them from arts backgrounds, and to bring that skills and expertise together. And what we're interested in is people who have expertise, for instance, in filmmaking, theatre, TV, in creative writing, for instance, who are interested in translating that expertise into the context of making engaging, immersive content and addressing some of the challenges that come with that. So, for instance, thinking about immersive storytelling, thinking about non-linear narratives, thinking about uh, how we uh, make work for audiences and participants uh, who have agency, who can choose where to look, can choose where to go and thinking, for instance, about how they can translate their um, skills, their expertise, uh, for instance, their skills into immersive environments and writing, engaging immersive content. And, And finally, can I just ask, why would you recommend this course to prospective students? I would recommend this course to prospective students partly because of the innovative research that Bristol is doing in this area, both in the context of technologies, innovation in engineering, and also the innovation that we're doing in arts, imagining new forms of uh, immersive experiences. Uh, I would encourage people to come to Bristol to take this course, partly because of uh, the strength of the immersive industries in this region and and in the city. Um, There's a lot happening in this sector, for instance, at the Pervasive Media Studio, the, the residents there at the PM studio at Watershed. But yeah, the immersive industries are really thriving here in the Southwest. And we will be bringing uh, a number of those companies. We'll be bringing exciting immersive companies and creative technologies in to to demonstrate their work to the students uh, and uh, to speak with students on the course. Yeah, I would encourage students to take immersive arts at Bristol because of the potential to work in interdisciplinary ways to bring together expertise in creative arts and knowledge of computing and programming. So to bring together science and arts to invent new futures uh, for immersive experiences and new applications for immersive technologies. Great. Thank you so much for taking us on that journey. Thank you so much for your time and for such an inspiring conversation. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Research Frontiers from Bristol University. We hope you found inspiration, information, answers, and more in all of these great conversations. 
Don't forget to check in over at www.bristol.ac.uk forward slash study forward slash postgraduate for more details on Bristol courses and information about Bristol University. Also, keep the podcast nearby. Subscribe to Research Frontiers wherever you get your favourite podcasts. And please do share with people who might benefit too. Thank you for listening to Research Frontiers. Thank you.